This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios, just fucking wherever, man. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 500 and 27, and really slow news weeks. I know, gosh, you have to really dig. You have to really dig to find stuff. What? Can we just, can we just what the fuck for a second? Man, I just want to say 2020 (laughs) would not recommend. Would not recommend one star. One star 2020. You get one star. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I saw this week there was somebody saying that there's fucking earthquakes at Yellowstone. Yeah. Where they're, they're talking about the Caldera might be going off soon. Just, and in my opinion, good. Yeah, good. We deserve it. We if, deserve it. If we get super volcanoed, I'm just going to be like, all right. All right. I should have prayed. I'm just. I <laughs> if we get super volcanoed, I wonder if the oh. president will send in the police officers to push the lava out of the way so he can get a speech. <laughs> You gotta dominate the lava. You gotta dominate it. You gotta it. dominate it. Gotta uh, sh- I have you guys no have been idea. weak with lava. You know, I had no idea. Uh, you know, the, the Republicans are all about projection, right? And the tweet yeah. that Tom's talk, <laughs> talking about is he basically came out, the president came out this week because of all of the protests and how they were getting sparked off by the police and turning violent. He came out with saying, we dominated last night. They dominated in this area. Um, the other governors need to dominate like we did. It basically, I don't remember what the tweet was, but he said dominated and he made it all caps. And I remember back before he got elected, how everybody on the Republican side was calling us cucks. They were calling this side cucks. And I realized after that tweet, how much projection was going on. They like to be dominated. They yeah. want an authoritarian <laughs> state. They, and it, you know, it's, it's a half joke. It's a half joke, but yeah. they genuinely want an authoritarian state. Yeah. When it agrees to their ideals. Oh, but it, when it doesn't, it, when it doesn't, they don't at all. There is no more authoritarian party than the party of law and order at any cost. Yep. Law and order at the cost of violence. Law and order at the cost of civil liberties. Like, like that, I saw that same that same thing. And it's like, first of all, man, like the more you yell about dominating. Like yeah. you could not make this more unintentionally sexual. Like that's super <laughs> fucking weird. I know. I and know. nobody wants to think about any of you guys sexual. Oh. Like if you're like the whole right wing, you're just like, no, Jesus. Yeah. No. Just no, put it no. away. Just keep it away. Everyone just assumes it's not yeah. there. No. Even even Lindsey Graham doesn't like to see himself naked. I guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee it. I, I am mostly convinced that a lot of these guys are just 
Like they can't take the suit off at this point. It's grafted <laughs> into the skin. Part of their body. They're just in the shower, yeah. like in a fucking yeah. shitty suit, just yeah. like nah, just fucking wash my cufflinks with dial. Yeah. yeah. Every like, time they unbutton their shirt, you just see other corpse-like skin underneath, <laughs> and they quickly button Put it, it back, back up. up. Put it back up. <laughs> They're fucking never nudes from Arrested oh, Development, Jesus. like all of them. Uh, so let's talk about, we clearly have to talk about the protests that sparked off. Last week, we talked about it on our stream. We talked about the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd, not the death of George Floyd. Yeah, he died, but that was a result of the murder, of course. <laughs> murder has you know, that effect on murder people. Murder does have yeah, that effect. Just yeah. like, <laughs> hey, you know, zero out of 10 on murder. Yeah, just saying, yeah. like, that's right there. Yeah. Guy who kneeled on his neck as just a fucking, a, a rap sheet of infractions and violence uh, as all long as your arm. Yep. And the guys who stood around and watched it uh, didn't do anything, didn't try to stop him. Those guys all got off until just yesterday when they got arrested and they weren't going to arrest. They weren't even going to arrest the dude who did it until they there was there was a protest. Then once they saw that those protests weren't dying down, then they arrested the other three guys. Now, they're just arrested they gave him a bullshit charge for one of them, which was third degree murder or something like that and manslaughter for the original guy who, who knelt on his neck. And then the other guys who stood around, I don't know what they're charged with, but I know that they were charged. Aiding and abetting a murderer. Well, and that's that's actually, you know, that's what I was, I was gonna say was, you know, if I'm in the room and somebody else is murdering, you sure as fuck believe the police are gonna fucking prosecute me too. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, especially if you were the murder guard. Yeah. You're the fucking murder lookout. Yeah. Well, but, you don't even have to be. You could be completely ancillary and and still get that charge if you're a normal person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're a normal guy and you just happen to be in the other room of like a drug house where somebody murders somebody, they might take you in jail and just put you away for that anyway. Well, wait they a minute. That in that scenario, are you black? Because oh. then it's 100%. God. Yeah. If they That's don't true. stick the dogs on <laughs> That's you. That's true. First. <laughs> or run you over with a car or whatever the fuck's been happening. What is even happening? You know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, here's, here's something crazy, Cecil. You know what? I miss when we made jokes about the pandemic. Yeah. I miss, I miss when like the thing we were worried about was like the horrible, horrible disease running rampant. And then we'd yeah. start off the show with like, remember our first world problems and like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I miss the murder hornets. Like, sure. Where, where did that go? Because yeah. in in the span of one week, in the span of one week, the world has changed again. Again, it has changed yeah, again. One week, one week. And like the thing that the thing that like I want to emphasize, and I know I'm goofing around. Like the thing that I want to emphasize is like the problem isn't that the world changed in a week. The problem is that the world hasn't changed enough in 400 fucking years. Yeah, yeah. that's the fucking problem. Absolutely true. And, Absolutely the, and the problem true. is like. The goddamn police who have been acting violently with goddamned impunity against the citizens of this country time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. So many times that you can't even think about how many times it has already happened this one year. This incident, this this fucking murder has sparked shit off. And yeah. like, it's probably the fact that it was so particularly egregious and it's probably the fact that people have been cooped up in their fucking houses for three months and it's probably the fact that 42 million people filed for unemployment since March and all of those things and it's probably because of the together. fucking 
Yeah, it's probably because the president has not shown a single bit of empathy to anyone involved in this. Right. Since, and not, a, not for his whole presidency. He, if this guy died, he's going to, if George Floyd dies, he's going to go out of his way to try to make it about him. And that's all he's done. Yeah. And so when you're not showing leadership, people, they'll, they don't fucking care. They're going to fucking, they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to react the way they should react, which is take to the streets and show people that they that this is that this is absolutely unacceptable. And you know, I I don't want to be a, a a voice tonight that talks about the black experience because no. I have no idea what it's like to be black, right? But I know what it's like to be outraged by the police. And I'll tell you right now, you watch these you watch these videos that are coming out, and they're they're all over the internet. But you watch these videos that are coming out, and I get it. I understand. Like I can imagine a police officer, right? A police officer gets upset at somebody. Let's say you get called to somebody's house. And as you get called to their house, that's a domestic dispute. You go in and uh, and you you go inside and you arrest the guy and the guy spits on you, right? So you're already mad. You're mad at the guy. You're mad at what he did. You see the beaten wife and then he spits on you. And I understand, right? There should be, you know, you might, you might lose your temper or something. And I understand, I get it. I understand it. But shouldn't we train these guys a little more than an associate's degree to handle that sort of thing? Because you know what? There's people out there in the world that have to deal with violent individuals all the time and they don't beat them to death and they don't kill them and they don't fuck their face up. You know what I mean? They don't do that stuff. Think about somebody who has to deal with, uh, you know, uh, developmentally disabled kids who can't control themselves, right? Who go, who go crazy and bite and scratch and go nuts. They don't lean on that kid's neck until they die. They take care of the situation. They de-escalate the situation. And what we do in this country is we train our cops to murder people and hurt people. That's what we do. We we rarely train, train them to do any de-escalation. And if we do, I've never seen it happen, right? Yeah. So maybe we do, but I've never once seen a, seen a de-escalation at all of anything. Well, man, the thing with the fucking cops is like, none of this violence is new violence. This is the same right? violence. This over is the violence over. that like, the, the, the cops have been able, the only thing different is that now it's on fucking film. Yep. Now, like, that's the thing is that now we see it. Now it's on fucking film. Yeah. As soon as, like, now everybody's got a goddamn phone in their pocket. And more than that, they got a phone in their pocket that can stream live so that you can't get your goddamn phone confiscated by the cop after you're done filming them. So this, this shit happens live in real time and it goes out into the world. And now nobody can pretend that it didn't happen. You can't fucking lie about it. This has always been happening. Yep. Like, yep. it's always been happening. It's funny, like, you made the joke about, like, an associate's degree. In most of the country, you don't need us an associate's degree. You don't even need that. You don't, you need a GED. Yeah. That is the, they, like, do some departments require more? Sure, discretionarily, some departments require more. But it is not required. There's no national requirement to be a goddamn police officer. There's nothing. Like, my my wife has has had more training to be a hairstylist yeah. than is required to be a police officer. That's fucking insane. I want to read something. There's a there's a thing going around that was talking about abolishing the police this week. Abolishing the police, and it was a big thing going around. And I want to read this uh, this Facebook post that I found today that some that one of my friends posted, and it says when when people say things like abolish police, they don't mean they want to live in anarchy. There are, co there are jobs that cops have that are really important, like detective work. It's good to find out who killed someone, but why should we have the same people who say stop people from drunk driving do that work? 
yeah, or perform welfare checks or interview rape victims or respond to domestic violence calls. Download a police scanner and listen to the domestic violence calls. It's fucking constant. And remember that the domestic viol violence rate in law enforcement homes is nearly double the rate of the nation. And that's just what's reported. So is that really the best option? The police should be deconstructed and broken into different jobs, all requiring very specialized training. And almost none of them should have guns. Cops aren't trained in law and are lit and it literally takes more hours to become a hairdresser, but they are really out there shooting black people in the streets in their own homes in the name of the law, quote. And that's just, I mean, like, like there's a way to change the system that we have. Yes. To stop it so that the guy who writes your tickets, pulls you over in a car for drunk driving, handles the domestic dispute, talks to the rape victims, interviews the people that are, that are involved in crimes, all those people don't have to be the same person. They don't all have to come up through the same pipeline. They, we, we are smarter than this. Yeah. Well, like, that, we've talked about this before. Like, yeah, the goddamn detective should have nothing in common with the guy that's like the patrolman. And the patrolman probably shouldn't have the same things yeah. in common that's the guy who's on vice. And the vice guy probably doesn't need the same training and the same fucking uh, intellectual and educational upbringing as the domestic violence response, right? Like yeah. all those things absolutely should be specialized and they should be demilitarized. Demilitarized instead, is the first we step. We fucking militarize and militarize and militarize these guys. And like, we don't train them properly. And the training they do receive is this overly simplistic, good guy, bad guy narrative mentality. And it's a bullshit way to think about the world. It's a liar's way to think about the world because it automatically divides people into bad guys, which are the guys that you're arresting, who, by the way, are fucking innocent, right? Yeah. Until, Until they're proven, proven guilty. fucking guilty. Yep. Every one of those motherfuckers is goddamn yep. innocent in our in our it's supposed to be innocent in our justice system. They're not treated that way. They're yep. kicked and punched and they're beaten into compliance. They're fucking tased into compliance. They're fucking pepper sprayed into compliance. Like we escalate to violence in order to gain compliance as a matter of routine. The the fucking Minneapolis uh the the, the uh what the fuck is Kroll He's the um, head of the union, the police union in Minneapolis. And like, he talks about like how, oh, you know, it used to be that you had to ask nicely and then you gave a lawful order. Then you got to use violence in order to gain compliance. And now they want you to like, listen and deescalate. And he's like mocking, yep, mocking it. the very yeah. idea that using violence as a way to gain compliance from the citizens. We, we fucking hired these guys. Yeah. We yeah. hired them. They're yeah. not, we're not beholden to the goddamn cops. They're beholden to us. We hired them. We created their institutions. We had our fucking workers build their precincts and assemble their fucking cars. Yeah. Like they are not some outside militarized force that's an occupier of this country, but they yeah. fucking behave like it. They dress like it. They fucking arm themselves like it. It's yeah. fucking absurd that we would even like dream of putting up with this. There's a Supreme Court decision that I read about this week that basically, and, and I forgot what it's called, forgive me, but the, the the decision is basically says like, the cops, to your point, don't need to be trained in the law. They don't need to know that it's something. So if you're doing something and you're not even breaking the law, if the cop thinks that that's probably a law, they can still arrest you and that arrest is legal. So you could be not breaking the fucking law 
The cop doesn't know what the fucking law is because they're not trained in the law, right? They don't know all the fucking laws. They're not goddamn attorneys, right? So, but they think you're breaking the law. They arrest you. You think that's bullshit because, I don't know, you're not breaking the law. You resist. Now you're resisting arrest. Guess who's getting beaten and going to jail for not having done a fucking thing in the first place? And that is, that is, that's legal. Yeah. That's the fucking system. So you could be doing nothing wrong. And you could end up with a beating and jail time for it. And Absolutely. that's fucking perfectly legal. That's perfectly fine. And, you know, let's talk about some beatings. Because what we've seen this oh. last week is the riots and the uh, destructive protests that has happened. And so what's happened is, is that there was a ton of people. And I watched a lot of live stream of this, right? So I live in a downtown area of Chicago. My neighborhood was trashed. My neighborhood had a bunch of stuff broken they, they fucked up my yarn store, my yarn, <laughs> like my yarn store. Um, watch some of these protests. Watch the police spark off these protests oh all the God. time. They want these protests to go this way. They want these people where they want them. Like I was, Tom and I were talking before we started. There's a live stream watching all the things happening in Chicago, and they happen to be on a on a on a corner here in Chicago where there's a, it's right by the river, right? So I think they were on Wacker or something and they were filming down and right by the river over here. And there's a, there's a helicopter. It was just pointing its camera straight down, watching this whole thing transpire. There's a, 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 a sort of a, a motorcade of four or five police officers that want to get through where the protesters are. The protesters have taken over the street. They're in the middle of the street. Now, there's no cars down there. There's nobody driving around down there. It's just, you know, it's, it's just protesters. Right. And the police maneuver their vehicles to go right through this crowd. Well, they're going slow, but then they get surrounded because they're trying to push these people out of the way. And the people have taken over the streets. They're protesting. And you don't get you don't get anywhere just standing on the side of the street and being quiet. That's fucking stupid. What about if you so, take a knee? Yeah, what if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What if you oh, take a knee? Does that help? Right? Does that fucking yeah, no, fix it? It doesn't. Turns it do, out are, it doesn't. Yeah. Do, do people respect that? Yeah, no, don't, they don't. And they, huh. and they fucking, they kick you off, they kick you off a team, it turns out. Right. If you do it enough. Lose your and job for black. that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so they don't respect protest in general. So it doesn't matter where it happens. They weren't going to listen anyway, right? Right. So, so it doesn't matter where it happens. They, they wind up in the street and they start pushing these people out of the way. Well, they start fucking with the cars. They're pushing them and moving them. Well, the cars just fucking gun it then. And they start hitting the protesters. They're flying out of the way. Well, they're the ones who put them in this spot. And it's not like they had to get through that area because what happens a few seconds later when they catch one of the cars is 50 cops all in riot gear come running out from where the cars are going to and they push all the people out of the way. And you're like, well, you didn't even need to get over there because there was plenty of police presence over there. You didn't have to get over there. Well, they had 52 people on the other side of the bridge. You just did it to swing dick. You just did it to show your force. And that's what they were doing all week. And there was all this bullshit of all these cops all over the nation. Oh, they're going to take a knee. They're going to take a knee to show solidarity. And 20 minutes later, they're macing people for no reason. I watched so many videos, so much video of people peacefully protesting, literally just standing there. And I'll tell you what, you're allowed to shout at people. Don't tell me that you're not allowed to shout at people. And you could say bad things at them too. That's it's not against law the law. It's not against the law to say, 
Fuck you. That's not against the law. It's not against the law to call people pigs. That's not against the law. We shouldn't be hurting people because they're doing it. And they're standing there holding the sign, waving it. And they'll just get fucking beat the shit out of. Constantly getting dragged to the streets, thrown on the ground. How many people I've saw pushed backwards? So fucking dangerous to fall backwards like that. And they are pushing people in their chest, making them fly backwards and land on their head. Do we, we have a nationwide boiling rage against police brutality that the police unironically yeah. met with police yeah. brutality. That's how they solved it. Yeah. That's like, cause that's like the, and that, and how much more evidence do you have? Do you need that? They literally do not have any other tools in the fucking toolbox. Yep. Yep. Cause that's the only set of tools we have given them. They are mad dogs. Like we're yeah. bred to bite. That is what they fucking do. That's what we train them to do. We don't require more of them because like, if you're a cop, like none of those cops that like, I mean, like, let's talk about some of the craziest fucking shit we saw this week. Like I, I saw a video of like cops driving with their arm out their fucking tr cop uh, out the window of their car, just macing people as they're just driving by, just fucking macing a crowd of people standing around, just standing. doing nothing other than exercising their fucking right to yeah. goddamn assemble and their right to free speech. Where are all yeah. the second amendment right guys protecting yeah. my fucking first sure. amendments? Yeah. You know, how many times, how many videos did you see this last week of the press saying, yeah, I'm press, I'm yeah. press and getting shot at with rubber bullets or yep. shot at with pepper bullets yep. or maced in the face or pushed down and arrested or beaten with sticks while they're saying, I'm press. Yeah. I'm press. Yeah. This is America. How many times did like, did you see the video of people like it's late night, it's curfew, which fuck curfew, by the way. Fuck yeah. curfew. This is fucking America. We get to go outside. Yeah. We get it. We have a right to assemble. We have yeah. that right. That's not a privilege. Yeah. yeah. But like it's after this fucking bullshit nonsense curfew garbage. People are standing on their fucking front porch of their own property. Yeah, they got shot with a rubber bullet. And they're whatever. getting yeah. shot at by the cops. Yeah. You have a right to be on your property. Curfew. Fuck you, curfew. Yeah. That's not, that is a fucking authoritarian fascist police state. That's Absolutely. what that is. There's Absolutely. no getting around that. No, it's, a, it's unbelievable. That video is abhorrent because as they're walking up, they're like, inside, get inside. And they're standing on the porch filming it. Get inside, get inside. And she, the person who's filming doesn't get inside. And they say, light her up. Yeah. And they shot a rubber bullet at her or some kind of less than lethal rounds. And let's talk about less than lethal for a second. Less than lethal. I saw I saw dozens <clears throat> of people with their, not dozens. I saw at least a few that lost eyes this last weekend yeah, because of these things. Blinded. I saw people with giant divots blown into their head from these with like, I mean, they look, they look horrifying. Yeah, your skull's thick enough to stop it, but you're gonna have a giant fucking scar in the middle of your head for the rest of your life because you were standing there holding the Black Lives Matter sign. Like, because I can't believe it. The, the shit that is coming out of it, like the shit, like, like we got to talk, we got to talk about the, the, the dispersal on Lafayette Square. Yeah, the absolutely. The dispersal of the yeah. fucking, yeah. A, an entirely 100% peaceful protest in Washington, D.C., in Lafayette Square, outside of, uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue, like right outside the fucking White House. And Trump's in the goddamn Rose Garden giving a fucking speech and as he's giving that speech about how he is a friend to peaceful protesters, he is saying those words, I am a friend to peaceful protesters. While he is saying that, the peaceful protest in Lafayette Square, which was not problematic and it was not yet curfew, was attacked. Yeah. Attacked by and a shield. goon squad yeah. of cops. 
that pepper gas, like, like we are using chemical weapons on our own fucking citizens to prevent them from exercising their fucking first amendment right to free speech, to assemble and to the press. Yeah. That is a happening. That is a, that is an occurrence that is happening probably while you and I are recording this right now. Yep. Yep. What the fuck? And he does all of that. He, they, people get tased and they get fucking pepper sprayed and they fucking fly Black Hawk military helicopters down to like rotor wash and like yeah. scare people. That's a tactic they use to scare fucking terrorists and insurgents with a fucking military helicopters and in America. These are American citizens, to man. To our own people. And then we talk about dominating the fucking battle zone or whatever the fuck he's talking about as if like, again, to like, really emphasize the us versus them militarized nature of what it means to be military versus your citizenry. And he does all this to clear out Lafayette Square so he can stand in front of a fucking church he doesn't go to and not say a word while he holds a Bible upside down? Yeah, hold it upside down and backwards. Yeah, no, it, it literally, he didn't say anything except for hold the Bible up. I mean, he just held a Bible in his hands. He didn't read it. Yeah, he certainly didn't read it. But what the fuck does that even mean, dude? What the fuck are you saying? This is a guy who constantly thinks he's the chosen one. He thinks he has this authority. He's been blind. He's been he's been blindfolded and he's been lied to by all these fucking weird religious people that think he is the chosen one and say this to him out loud. And now he's doing things that are fucking 100% against the law, but he's already shown that he can literally do whatever he wants and he does it constantly. That that show of authoritarian thuggery while in order to hold the Bible silently in the air, that 100%, that's a message. I'm with you, white people. Yep, that's what that fucking message is. That message is, I'm with you, white right-wing America. Yeah. Bible thumpers unite. Literally, it's Bible thumpers unite. It's a fucking Sig Heil, man. Yeah. It's not any different. It's a call out. It's not even a fucking dog whistle because you can't really hear those. Like, this is a fucking straight up call out that that, that he is willing to use violence against the left in order to further a racist, violent, authoritarian agenda. Look at what happened this week when he had a tweet where he talked about how it wasn't white supremacy, it was it was Antifa. And you're just like, are you defending white supremacists right now? Are you saying, oh, we shouldn't persecute white supremacists? It's this other group? Fucking who cares? Whites, you're coming to the rescue? You're the white knight for white supremacists? How does that even work? Yeah, like- if somebody like what what's blamed- your armor look like? Right. If you're the white knight, by the way. Is it whiter than whites? Do you have to use that anyway? So I it's like the shit that is going on. And like, and this is the inevitable culmination. This is exactly what had to have happened, Cecil. There was yeah, no getting right. around this. The 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 abuse of the press is 100% exactly what we should expect when you spend three years calling the press the enemy of the people and militarizing the goddamn police. Yeah, and and taking the cuffs off because that's what he did when he came in. He basically said, you know, I'm going to make sure the police can do their job. Well, doing their job to him is beating people up. And that's what he wants to see happen. And and he's he's facilitated it. He wants to protect the impunity of police officers to act with violence like extreme, ridiculous violence. You see, like, like uh, in, um, forgive me, because I don't remember actually where it's at. Did, did you see the, the 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 man and the woman that were sitting in the car 
that got ripped out of their car and tased. And like, they're just like, we're just sitting in the car. What do we even do? And the cops just like fucking roll up, bust the window, tase them, drag them out onto the ground by force. And they don't even know, they don't even identify like what the fuck they're supposed to have done. They're not even like, they're just sitting in a car. In America, you can't sit in your fucking car. You can't peacefully assemble. You can't be the press without like fear of these goddamn thugs. Do you remember when Erdogan came to America and he he beat the shit out of a bunch of press and how many people were upset about that? And granted, it was only the people on the left that were upset about it because I don't remember a single fucking right winger saying anything because Trump immediately came out and lapped that guy's come up, right? Oh, yeah. So that guy, Trump Trump immediately got on all fours. Right on, got on all fours and begged for more as soon as that was all over. But, but, I remember people on the left were just blown away that they could just show up on our on our soil and beat the shit out of the press. Like that's abhorrent to everybody who think who who likes the constitution, right? Who thinks that, you know, the constitution has some good ideas. I could I, but that's exactly what was happening. There's a there's a uh, Australian uh, news crew that kept waving their flag and the, the the riot shields coming in and this guy's just swinging it. Boom, boom, boom. And he smacks the camera and he's grabbing people and pulling them. And, and it's happened so many times. The press should be able to cover the happenings and the goings on in America. That's, that's very well established. Like that is enshrined in the, like where are our fucking constitutional states rights guys, right? Like when the fucking president stands up there and talks about using the fucking military against the citizens of the United States using the insurrection act. What the fuck? What? Like a, like using the insurrection act to mobilize the United States military against the citizens of this country for exercising their first amendment right to assemble and to free speech. When that is happening, where are my fucking states rights, right wing nut jobs? Where are those guys at? Because the fucking, the, the governors have that call to use their national guard, right? The governors have their their call to use the National Guard to restore order. That's their decision. This is fucking states' rights, guys. Where are you fucking at? Where's all you Second Amendment guys when the First Amendment is under siege, right? Isn't that what they always say? Like, oh, you you need the Second Amendment to protect the First. Burp, burp, burp. Like, where are you fucking at? Why aren't you, like, walking down the fucking Capitol steps with your fucking AK-47s? Suddenly don't feel real fucking safe, huh? Suddenly don't feel, like, real fucking brave, when you know you're surrounded by this fucking crowd of fucking militarized fucking thugs shooting people for no reason other than the fact that they were standing there when somebody else with more authority wanted to be standing there what is what the fuck is even going on you have to look at it in the lens of there's a group of people in this country that have never had an equality they've never had real equality and their entire life they have to live in terror of the police possibly killing them, possibly framing them for a crime, constantly monitoring them, right? They are at a point where they are very frustrated with that. And that's, there's never, there's no end in sight. And so when, when this, when this kicks off, it kicks off. And so if they go out and they start peaceful protesting and cops start lobbing shit at them, I can understand the fucking, I understand that rage that's inside of them. It makes perfect sense. Well, like the thing is like, I, 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 again, like, I don't want to speak from experience like you don't, that I don't have, but like, yeah, for fuck's sake, like, what are people supposed to do? Yeah. Like, you know, like I, like how many times have you seen people like, oh, you know, fucking 
Martin Luther King, like, well, Martin Luther King got fucking assassinated. He got fucking murdered for his peaceful protesting. That's what it got him. It got him fucking murdered. That's what it fucking got Martin Luther King. You know, like, I remember after the fucking riots, um, after the, those guys that beat the ever-loving shit out of Rodney King, and that yeah. was captured on video, and nothing fucking happened to those guys, and it was like, yeah. oh, seems like you could probably just beat somebody for like 30 fucking minutes with sticks, no matter yeah. what. Like, Doesn't matter. You off to Chipotle, guys. Have yeah. a nice weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking whatever. Yeah. And then that fucking kicked off and there were riots. And like, I remember people were like burning and like trashing neighborhoods that they fucking lived in. And I don't remember who said it, but I remember hearing at the time, somebody was like, next time this happens, they need to fucking loop Beverly Hills. They need to burn Beverly Hills, right? Because no one's paying attention. And like, the thing is like, like I, I am, I am blown away time and time and time and time again when the oppressed people in this country do the right thing and it doesn't fucking work. You know, yeah. they take a knee, they go to work and take a knee on TV, and they're a fucking villain, and they wear a fucking shirt that says "I can't breathe" to go do their warm up at their fucking at their job, and they, it's on film, and it's like, oh, you're politicizing basketball and you're politicizing football and you're disrespecting the flag and blah, 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 blah. And it's all this shit. And time and time again, people try. They try after hundreds of years of generational fucking oppression. And they're still trying to fucking do this peacefully. And you show up and then the fucking authorities that you are protesting that are violent towards you show up and they are violent in response to your desperate request yeah. to not be treated violently. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck do you expect? Yeah. Like, like we wouldn't. The thing is, like, we don't expect that same level of restraint from those in power. And those in power don't exercise that same level of restraint. And yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And it's well, just and time and again. I will say, too, you know, one thing that makes me crazy about the Martin Luther King when people bring up Martin Luther King. One, Martin Luther King was not this, this guy who just didn't do anything, right? He wasn't right. he wasn't just somebody who said, "Oh, please be nice to me." And then we were eventually nice to him, right? This guy <laughs> this guy was this guy was an activist and they were doing a lot of stuff. And they, he said, "Riot is the is the voice of the unheard," or I'm misquoting it, but you know what I mean? He said something like that, right? It's the voice of the the voiceless. And so he understood back then that, you know, he understood that frustration. But it also feels too doesn't it feel weird when people especially white people bring up Martin Luther King. Yeah. Like, Can't you act like this other black guy? Isn't there any way that you could, you know, we deified that one black guy for you. We gave you a day off of work and right. we deified that one black guy that we approved. And then we whitewashed his whole history to make you think he was a pacifist. So, you know, can't you just be like that one that we pretend, you know how we fucking whitewashed the entire fucking history of slavery in this country and pretended it was about states' rights. We did the same thing with Martin Luther King. Can't you respect that, please? Yep. It's so insulting. It's so fucking just, it's just so dismissive where you're just like, can't you just be like that one guy? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, Don't can't you be like the fucking, the, the black guy we've decided to yeah. approve? The, yeah. these are the, this is the approved black guy. Yeah. This is the only approved black guy on this the list. This is the template. This is the token. Yeah. Can you just be like the token? <laughs> it's so just... I, every time I see it come up on my feet, I'm always just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're not a fucking Martin Luther King scholar. You don't even know anything about him. You just said that out loud because you feel uncomfortable. Do you know why you feel uncomfortable? Because there is no more social contract when this happens. The social contract is thrown up. Trevor Noah did this amazing thing. I'm not going to go through it, but it's a, it's an amazing piece where he talks, he sort of talks to himself about what's happening in the world. And he talks about it and he basically says, look, there's a social contract. 
And what happens is, is when the cops murder somebody on the street, they are breaking the social contract. And when you are a, a black person in this country, you don't feel the protection of that social contract. But when you're a comfortable white person in this country, you 100% feel the fucking protection of that thing. And the moment they start going down the street and they're smashing fucking stores right by you, that makes you uncomfortable because the social contract's gone. Uh-oh, social yeah. fucking con. Now you know what it feels like. Now you know what it feels like every fucking day. So, you know, when people start screaming about this destructive protest, they're like, it fucking woke you up, didn't it? Made yeah. you think about it, didn't it? Well, the thing is, like, the it's it's like you tried a hundred other ways. Yeah. You, like the thing is, it's not like it's not like communities of color haven't fucking yelled and screamed and told us and petitioned and protested and said, yeah. we are getting killed by the cops. It's not like it's happened once this year. It's not like it doesn't happen all the fucking time. It's not like it didn't happen like what two weeks ago in Louisville. It's not like when that yeah, Ahmed Aubrey shot. guy yeah. got fucking killed. It's not like, yeah. oh, like they weren't going to do shit about that until the video came out. Yep, like yep. the cops systematically oppress people. They act with violent impunity against the citizens of the country that they are supposed to protect. They are a force that people are afraid of in this country. People don't call the police when they're in danger in huge parts of the country because they are afraid that the police are going to escalate the situation and make them less safe. I that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And it's none of it's new. And they've people have been telling us and telling us and telling us and telling us and telling us. And nobody's done shit about it. They continue to not do shit about it. Minneapolis is a very, very progressive city with a very progressive mayor and a very progressive chief of police. And they cannot get the reforms through the goddamn police department because the union of the fucking police, the police union, that fucking Kroll guy protects bad actors. He protects those people from, from repercussions of their bad actions. The goddamn chief of police is a reform-minded individual who actually sued the city of Minneapolis for racial discrimination. The mayor of Minneapolis, as progressive as they come, they can't get the shit done. They can't get the job done because the police act to protect their own. And that's a 100% true. You know, you, there's there's studies out there that show this. There's plenty of articles out there where you can read about this sort of impenetrable blue wall. They don't turn each other in. They don't, they don't. And even if they did, there's no fucking repercussions when they do. This guy who, who knelt on George Floyd's neck, he had, like I said, a list and his arm length list of him hurting other people, violent infractions against other people. He's been reported, and whether that's the police, which I highly doubt it's the police because it's ingrained in them to not tell on each other, but it's it's also like, even if it's just citizens reporting it, nothing happens because of it. There's no, there's no review. All the review that ever happens, the citizens review, that's all just fucking smoke and mirrors. It's a fucking show. They just want you to feel like you have some kind of say yeah. in something you absolutely have no say in whatsoever. They do this. this it's a constant where there's, there's always somebody hiding up for somebody. This last thing, for example, this last week. And again, it's because these protests are going on that things like this happen. But in Louisville, the guy got shot. He got murdered. He was literally just fucking making barbecue for somebody else. He wasn't even part of anything. He's just standing there with a couple of people outside in the world and he gets shot 
dead. And then they go after the, the cops to ask what happened and none of them had their body camera on. Well, they fired the fucking police chief because of it. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're fired. Well, you know what? That needs to happen a hell of a lot more because, you know, when your fucking, your fucking body camera mysteriously stops working, you should lose your fucking job. You should, because I'll tell you what, if I tampered with something at work, I would lose my job. Yeah. You know, I, I have been thinking about this a lot over the last week. And like, I don't have a fucking idea what any of the goddamn solutions are to any of these problems. But I do know one thing that you genuinely can do. And one thing that like I have decided is I am, I am a safe, let's just, let's just be as blunt as possible. Like I am about as safe a demographic as it is possible to be. Right. Yeah. I think we have a responsibility in this country to police the police with video. I think that every single time we see the police, whether they're standing at the fucking counter ordering lunch, whether they're engaged in a traffic stop, whether they're in a store, if you see police, you should film them 100% of the time because you cannot count on them to film themselves. You cannot count yeah. on them to have body cams to keep the body cams turned on. There should be no time where the police are out in public where they are not filmed by some member of the public. It is the only way to hold them accountable. And the thing is like, that's not just me thinking that. I know that to be true because the only times anything seems to happen is when we have a goddamn video of it. Yep. Because they, you can't again, minority communities have told us for fucking 200 years, they've told us that the cops are killing them. They yeah. are. They have said it. They are killing us. They are coming into our neighborhoods and they are killing us. And the only time anything happens is when you have it on fucking video. Every single time you see the police, they should be on fucking video from every angle, from everybody. You should, they don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. You don't get the benefit of the doubt when you're fucking shooting the press with tear gas yeah. ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's the solution that they, they offered the solution again the exact opposite thing that they should be doing, right? When you talked earlier about, oh, there's a bunch of violence in the in the police force. What do we do? Well, we protest so that they can inflict violence on us, right? Their solution is the same solution as before. Same thing here. The police can't police themselves. Well, don't worry. What we'll do is we'll put body cameras on individuals and they'll police themselves. You're like, but that doesn't, doesn't work, right? No. We, we thought for sure that somehow body cameras would work, but they found ways to fix them instead and cover them and they'll hold their arm and they'll fucking put it in their coat or whatever they got to do. But there's constantly, you see, Cops who don't think it's on and they're planting drugs and they didn't realize that it records 30 seconds beforehand. And you see cops uh, uh, specifically, look at the Laquan McDonald shooting in Chicago. Oh my where, God. Where, you know, like a guy, there's a camera on the guy and every single cop that was involved lied. Every cop, everyone that was there, the cop who shot lied. him and all the rest of them all lied about it. They yeah. just fucking lied. This thing is the only thing that isn't lying in this system yeah. are the goddamn civilian cameras. cameras. Yeah, it's the cameras. And in this case, it happened to be a camera in a car, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's like the camera in the, yeah. in the police car. But yeah. you expect them to police themselves and they can't do it. And you know what? The, you hear this statement about, I don't know if you've ever heard about Nazis, but they're like, if they say, if if there's one one Nazi at a table and nine people sitting with them, you have 10 Nazis, right? Yeah, right. Because there's, there's, nine, there's nine people sitting with the Nazi. If you're just sitting with them, you're basically associating with them, right? The same thing goes for the cops, right? Yeah, are you all assholes? Are you all pricks? No, you're not. But I'll tell you what, you sure as fuck are covering up for each other. So until it turns into a culture of you turn in your fellow officer when they fucking do something wrong, I don't, I do not disagree with all the people in the world who say, 
you know what? I don't trust the police. I don't like the police. I don't think the police make me safer because you've, you've got a brotherhood. You're hiding behind it constantly. You're hiding behind this, this blue wall and there's no repercussions for what you do. On occasion, if you do something so egregious that it causes people to protest, yeah, there might be some sort of repercussions, but for the most part, there isn't. I do want to talk real quickly though. One of the things that, that happened back when Martin Luther King died and there was a bunch of nation unrest and then they, they passed the Civil Rights Act. They had a plan, right? There was a plan in place to do something, right? The Civil Rights Act, that's a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, you pass that several days afterwards. I really wish that there was, and, I, and I, I did try to search for one today and I could not find it. Now that doesn't necessarily mean there isn't one, but I could not find it. Sort of a, a plan of action on what, they, what the, the protesters really want. I know they wanted this guy arrested and then they wanted his, his accomplices arrested. I know yeah, that. Right. But after that, I wish that there was a, a the, and that's why Black Lives Matter in some ways is a good thing, but then it's also like, I wish it had more of a hierarchy and a structure so that there was, there'd be some sort of legislation that could be passed right away that could be police reform or something. Yeah. I wish that that, but I haven't been able to find anything that was like a list of demands. Yeah. I, I you know, I've actually, I've looked for the same thing you know, part of the problem is that, like, we're in a place where it can't happen nationally. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nationally, you know? you're right, it can't and happen And that's anyway. insane. That's yeah. fucking insane because the country is on fire right now. Yeah. And, like, what we need is real leadership. Yeah. Like, we need leadership so bad. There is a there is a leadership void, and chaos is what fills the void. And, like, it is absolute chaos right now because, like, all we have is a guy who wants to fan the fucking flames and talk about himself yeah. crazily, narcissistically, what? insanely. Like, Cecil, I'm in a place where, like, I read the words of George W. Bush and I got yeah. teary-eyed. Oh, God. Where, that literally happened to me the other day. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, the day before, I don't remember. Like, I read what George W. Bush, I fucking hated him. Yeah. I thought he was a terrible president. Like. He invaded a country for nothing, like for nothing. Like I read his words and I was literally moved to tears. And part of the reason I was moved to tears is I was so fucking sad that we don't even have that anymore. Yeah. That we don't even have the fucking wisdom of W. I absolutely, I'm right there with you. You know, one of the things that that came out this last week was uh, an audio of a call and I can't play it because it's it's six minutes long. Oh my God. But it's the call to the governor. Oh, and I seriously, he's, he starts that, Tom, he starts that I know. that thing off and he repeats himself halfway through the exact same thing. I don't know that he said anything in those few minutes. It just said the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And the shit that he says to the governors is all about how they will be personally perceived yeah. if they don't act. You guys will look weak. Yeah. But like in a time of crisis, it's not about how you personally look. It's not about how, like, it's about, like, what do we need to do to heal the fucking nation because the goddamn nation is on fire because we have massive systemic issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, nobody said that. All he's doing is talking about how you guys better fix this or you're going to look weak. You're going to get dominated if you don't dominate them because the the only way he knows how to connect with people is, like, let me tell you, you will lose. You won't win if you don't this. 
Because all that motherfucker ever thinks about is how things affect him on a yep. personal level. He yeah. can't even understand a world where you look outward rather than fucking inward. Yeah. God, he just listened to the words he used. They tell you everything about how he thinks. And yeah. it's fucking depressing. And it's like exactly the reason we're here. Like we can't, you cannot possibly have expected for us to be in any other place than in this goddamn Travisham mockery yeah. of a timeline. <laughs> it's unreal. And, the, and you're right. That's exactly how he approaches the situation, which is you guys are going to look bad. You're going to look bad. And then he, he, he offers no solutions except for force, right? The yeah. weakest solution of them all, which probably will then stem more violence, right? Yeah. If you go marching into those streets and you start pushing people with force, Look at what happens. Look at how that rubber band snaps back. That happens all the time. When you try to de-escalate the situation, you know, I saw so many different times this week where the cops decided to take a knee with people and the situation was 100% de-escalated. Yep. I know that several times after that, they fucking gassed those people like 20 minutes later. They didn't yeah. give a shit, right? That yeah. happened a lot. But the there video were a couple Lafayette of places. Square, you think they're taking a knee and they take a yeah. knee to put their masks on? Yeah, to put and their masks so on. Sad. Yeah, and then they just shoot the fucking gas at them. But there's a, there Fuck. was a couple of police officers that did that did the right thing to take a knee and to show the solidarity with these people and to say, I don't stand for this and I don't, I think this is wrong. And I think, you know, could you imagine the country if that would have happened all over and that was the case? You know, it would have been a totally different thing, but instead, and not gone for the fucking gas afterwards, right? Yeah. Not done that. But I think it's in the best interest of a lot of these, a lot of these places to tip it off, to make these protests look less legitimate. It's in their yeah. best interest to make them look less legitimate. And so they do. And so that's what happens. It's just, and it's, it's really sad that we've seen this over and over and over again in all these different cities. And it's been perfectly documented by all the news people there constantly. The, the police have been acting, they've been acting so badly in this entire situation. And I'm not going to say that individuals, some individuals haven't acted badly, but nothing compared to what the police officers have been doing. You know, one of the things that, that made me feel safer, though, was when the president inspected his bunker. I love that they did you I love that they called them bunker bitch that's my favorite shit when they're calling them bunker bitch all week <laughs> that shit was like that is the that like the shame of that is what precipitated his call yep. to the governors yep. so like like there were protesters outside the White House and like he ran and hid in his underground bunker rather than like I don't know addressing the nation yeah. and trying to offer fucking actual leadership like he ran and hid and the, but like because he's terrified to be perceived for what he is, a coward, which is yeah. a massive fucking coward, yeah. a massive goddamn blowhard and a coward and a weakling, which is exactly what he personally is as a fucking half of a man. Like he hid in his fucking bunker, and then like later on Fox, he was like, "I wasn't in the bunker. All right, I was in the bunker, but I was just you know inspecting it. inspecting it. You're just inspecting your bunker. Hey guys." Just doing my uh, Saturday night yep. bunker inspection. Look, I, have to, I have to make sure this ship is run right. I, I wasn't, Melania, I wasn't having sex with that woman. I was just inspecting her vagina with my penis. <laughs> That's all I was doing. Yeah. Uh, all right. So mommy lost her contact. Yeah. That's why she was down yeah. there. And um, 
Shut the door. <laughs> oh man. But I love that they called him bunker bitch and it pissed him off. It pissed him, but it, uh-huh. you know, I also don't love it because what he did was he snapped back. Oh, I know. Using force again against peaceful protesters. And, and, and then to go over to a church he never goes to, to stand in front of it, to make it look like he's, he's some kind of like badass. And I fucking this week, the old uh, Wisconsin governor on Twitter posted a picture of President Trump walking and he said, can you imagine another president looking like uh, going out and, and and being out outside the White House? What a what a model of leadership or something, he said. And, what? I, and I posted back, I commented on his Twitter and I said, when you gargle Trump's balls, do they trigger your gag reflex or, <laughs> or are you past that now? Is that, is that something you've trained out of yourself? Like, it's unbelievable how many people not only excuse the violence, but also excuse the rhetoric that's causing violence. It's just, it's unbelievable. I can't believe that we're in this position, in this situation. You know, when we thought Trump was going to ruin the world. We didn't think it was going to be this bad. I don't think anybody I, thought it was going to be this bad. This is so much worse didn't than think it was like, going to be this bad. I thought it was going to be bad, but not this bad. I really thought it would be 2019 yeah. bad. Yeah. Like here's, here's something that I keep thinking Cecil and I can't believe it. I keep thinking to myself, God, I miss 2019. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. That 2020 is, days is something else. I want to talk, Tom, let's talk about the misinformation about George Floyd protests that are happening on social media. Um, okay. This is one of those things that a lot of people are talking about now. And you're seeing a ton of posts on social media and social media makes, you know, it makes information easy to spread, but it also makes disinformation super easy to spread. And yep. this is happening more and more uh, where there's just this uh, these these things that get shared and you can't, it, they're not verified. It's a meme. So how do you know if it's true or not? And this is happening more and more. And especially, you know, and this is also a way for for bad actors to spread disinformation. Um, you know, the, there was a, a, a right-wing group that created an Antifa page this last week yeah, for Twitter. Antifa yeah, America. Yeah, they, tried to, they yeah. tried to make it look like Antifa was a real thing and that it was a far-left organization and they were planning stuff. And they did it. They did it because the president has come out. The president needs to blame someone and of course he wants to blame the left for this. And so he's gonna. Yeah, and you got people like that, like we've talked about him on the show. You got people like Brendan Dilley yeah. who will come out and tell you, I don't care what the truth is. Yeah. My goal is to win. And so yeah. I'll just lie and I'll make shit up. And like the ability to lie and make shit up and amplify that bullshit has never been greater. Yeah. Like, and, and our responsibility to vet information could not be more fucking serious and more fucking important Absolutely. than it is now. Yeah. Like you have to, I, this week when that was happening, Cecil, I got sent a text message that was from a, a coworker. One of my managers sent me a, a text message and, and it said something like, in fact, I'll get it in front of me um, because it was one of those fake, fake messages. And I had to, it really, it really upset this person. And I had to spend some time calming them down and said that, you know, this does not sound good. And it was a, it was a message supposedly from Antifa, supposedly on Facebook. It turned out none of it was real. It took me like five minutes to figure sure. out and to verify it. It said, alert, tonight's the night, comrades. Tonight we say, fuck the city. We move into the residential areas, the white hoods, and we take what's ours. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Uh, hashtag fuck America, yeah. right? And you look at it, and it's like, it's got red flags that it's not true all over it, right? So when I looked at it, I was like, why would this be something from your social media that's actually a photo 
of somebody holding their phone. Why wouldn't somebody screenshot yeah. or use the share feature? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, because it's it's shopped, right? It's not real. Yeah. And then it looks like it's Facebook, but attached to it, it says Twitter for iPad. And like, there's a, there's a handful yeah. of things on it that you're like, all right, this is bad, bad meme creation, yeah. right? But the fact that it's bad meme creation doesn't mean that it doesn't spread. It's spread all over yeah, absolutely. the place. Yeah. And it freaks people out. And then more than it freaks people out, it reinforces people's negative stereotypes. Yeah. It, it, it reinforces people's of preconceived yeah. ideas. And yeah, it just like it adds fuel to the yeah. fire of bad ideas. Sure. And it makes people make decisions about who's right and who's wrong yeah. it's literally, in these complicated circumstances. It's literally making a caricature of what the people are afraid of. Right. It's drawing yeah. the boogeyman and it's like a tweet from the boogeyman. I mean, it's literally right. a tweet from the boogeyman. And you're like, yeah, yeah there's, I, I, I also saw this week several people posting images from the other side showing, look at these cops. They are destroying property. They're destroying it and blaming it on the protesters, blaming it on the people that are protesting. And all the images that I saw, and now don't get me wrong, there may be some images out there that I didn't see that do depict the, the, the police officers destroying a brand new thing. But what mm -hmm. I saw was the cops beating on a windshield. They were hitting a windshield with like a fire ax and like a crowbar of one of their own cruisers. But I think they were doing it to try to pull the windshield off instead of uh, instead of like destroying their own cruiser. The cruiser was already right. basically destroyed. They wanted to drive it away. And so they were chopping and hitting the thing so that they could pull the fucking windshield off. And so, but people were sending the message saying, look at these cops destroying their own car. And that's not how, it, that's not, that's not what was happening. Yeah, and I also that's saw, not the context, Exactly. Right? I also saw too, yeah. them smashing a window out. So they're beating on a window. They're sort of smashing a window. But it looked like what they were trying to do was smash the window so if any of them went in, they wouldn't have the window crack, like fall on them. That's what it looked like right. to me. It certainly didn't look like they walked up to the, because because they're already standing when the, when the film starts, they're already standing at a broken window. Right. You they're know? just clearing the dangerous glass like to me. from getting fucking guillotined, yeah. and right? So, and yeah. so uh, what happens is, is the people will share these things over and over and over again to sort of show, no, it's the cops that are causing the destruction. No, it's not the cops that are causing the destruction. The cops aren't, I, what, why, that doesn't make any sense, but you're showing it so that you can, you, we're, we're passing off a narrative and it's a bad narrative because I want people to know that that destruction was caused by them because it shows that they're outraged. Because when you start to shop it out and say, no, no, they, yeah. the, the, that, that was just a peaceful protest. That was just, a, then it takes away the rage from the whole thing and it makes it seem like, oh, okay, well, I guess we can all just go back to our lives the way they were because nobody was really that angry about it. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't gonna wait that we've got to have our freedom, we've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. 
I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think white America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future. So this story comes from the New York Post. Uh, conflicting reports of looting at Soho Re Rolex store. So this was interesting because police said that looters broke into a Rolex store uh, in Soho and stole like $2.5 million worth of Rolexes. And that would sound really bad, Cecil. Yeah, that no, sounds, it sounds, sounds rough, right? You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, $2.5 million, a lot of money in, in watches. Yeah. The thing is that like, according to Rolex... That just didn't happen. Yeah. So, like, Bro, like once yeah. again, like, talking about, like, how the police are controlling the narrative to make, like, the guys that, I don't know, aren't the police look particularly bad. Yeah. The only yeah. one saying that two and a half million dollars worth of merchandise was looted from the Rolex store are the cops. Because Rolex yeah. is all like, nuh-uh, and we're Rolex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't anything in there. There wasn't anything yeah. in there. And that's the this this goes back to some of the other stuff we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, misinformation. You know, it's not just misinformation, it's disinformation. Yeah. And there's actively people out there trying to disinfor to spread disinformation. You know, I, I'm reminded of a story a couple of weeks ago. Remember when we talked about the uh the 5G people? Yeah. Um, and they destroy towers and whatnot. You know. I had, uh, one of the things that we sort of skimmed over in that story was the disinformation that's spread by uh, by some of these groups that are anarchist groups that want to destroy things, right? So there's a, there's groups of people out there who who would be happy to see the 5G network get destroyed. And so they create, and it doesn't even have to be an anarchist group. It could be another country, right? right? So another country like, like China or Russia may spread those things to try to slow down the advancement of 5G technology in other countries so that they can catch up and, and say they're the best in the world. And it also destroys the infrastructure of the country and you didn't even have to do right. anything. You literally had to do nothing. Yeah, what's, what's particularly crazy about this story, Cecil, is this is a form of planting evidence. Right, exactly. This is the police yes. planting yeah. evidence. The police sources are the ones saying that looters looted $2.5 million worth of Rolexes out of the store. Rolex, supposedly the victim, the aggrieved party. It's like, no, yeah. what? But the yeah. problem is that like the truth doesn't matter. What yeah. matters a lot of times is who gets a story out first that most confirms what people want to believe. Yeah. And the yeah. police yeah. know that. They're, you know, this is not like for all of our discussion about like how the only tactic they have is a tactic of violence. It's not 100% true. You know, yeah. they're, they, they the, the police have always been good at spinning the narrative and controlling the narrative and controlling yes. access to information because for a long time, the only way you had access to the police records, to arrest reports, to, uh, you know, that stuff was through sketchy fucking requests and information requests and like 
the press yeah. and shit would get yeah. lost and shit would get, oh, fucking report's missing and I don't know where page seven's at and all that fucking bullshit that happens time yeah. and time and time and time and time and time and time again as evidence gets lost and reports are found to be, you know, misfiled and all that shit. Like, this is planting evidence. Yep. Because in this case, yeah. the victim is like, yeah, I was never victimized. It's clear yeah. cut. Well, there's no, there's no middle ground here. Did you see the new Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich that's on Netflix? I haven't Have watched, watched it that? yet. No. Yeah. Look at how he's treated in comparison to how other people in the world are treated. And you realize how rigged the system is, right? How rigged it is for these very ultra wealthy people. He got to go to jail in the morning. Yeah. He got to leave and go to, he, got, he went to jail. He would leave. He had 12 hours, six days a week, 12 hour pass out of jail. He would leave. He'd go to his apartment. He'd hang out in his really beautiful lush place to do business. And then he'd go back and sleep in a private wing that was his own place in the prison. He got his own private wing and he was able to leave. He had day leave every day except for one day a week. So he was, he had his own wing. He had TV. He had way more lush place. And they tried to play it off in this, in this documentary that the, the warden or whatever was talking about how, oh, well, everybody has the opportunity for that if they just apply for it. And, and you know, that's not that's true, bullshit. right? You know, it's bullshit. But at the same time you think, okay, it's fine. But then he's on parole after that. And he constantly over and over and over again, violates his parole. They follow him. They literally follow him. There's a there's an image of him leaving a hotel while he's supposed to be on, on parole. He's taking, he's not supposed to, he's on house arrest at this point. He's on house arrest. He's not allowed to leave his house unless he tells his parole officer where he's going. He's leaving a hotel, getting photographed. A guy got out of his, a private investigator gets out of his car, takes a picture of Jesus Jeffrey Epstein Christ. coming to his car and he goes, and takes it back to the parole office, and the parole office says, what do you want us to do? He's a celebrity. That's it. That's it. The system, like, nobody denies. I think at this point, like, no reasonable person denies that, like, we have equality when it comes to justice. We don't have yeah. anything even remotely approaching equality when it comes to justice. And, like, I don't think we're ever going to have equality when it comes to justice. But, like, the disparity is so vast. It's yeah. so vast and it's like, it's so blatant and it's so like, they're not even trying to hide it. You know, like yeah. at my, at, at my work, I say all the time, like, if you're going to lie to me, have enough respect for me to lie to me in a way I can believe it, you know? Yeah. And I, I've, I've said it like for like my whole career, cause I get lied to a lot and it's just part sure. of, it's just kind of part of the game that people play. And like yeah. the only thing about it at this point in my career that makes me mad is when you lie badly. And like the justice system at this point isn't even trying to hide it. They're not even trying. They're not even trying it. You know? Yeah. Like they're not even lying in a way that lets you like feel respected in the bullshit. Sure. And sure. like if yeah. that's not outrageous, then 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 the idea of outrageous ceased to be meaningful. What is it you wanted me to reconcile myself to? I was born here almost 60 years ago. I'm not going to live another 60 years. You always told me it takes time. It's taken my father's time, my mother's time, my uncle's time, my brother's and my sister's time, my nieces and my nephew's time. How much time do you want for your progress? Sister so comes from TheVerge.com. Uh, police violence will make it harder to fight COVID-19. Um, subheading, it makes people less likely to trust health officials. And it's like, <laughs> one of the... One of the one of the things that I read about this too is like 
It's also not real helpful to gather people together in mass and then make them all cough at the same time. Like we're like, it's like, we're all like grabbing their balls and asking them to turn their head, you know, like what the fuck? <laughs> like what the fuck? I know this is about something different. I know this is about like eroding trust in public officials yeah. and then any yeah, erosion yeah. of trust in public officials during a time of a goddamn national crisis national that crisis, can only yeah. be managed effectively by trusted state officials. Like, any erosion of that is bound to cause an exacerbation of problems. I get that, but like also like tear gassing them. I know. Like, seems holy like a bad shit, fucking what? call. <laughs> seems like a bad call. You know, what's the worst part is, is that we talked about contact, contact tracers last week and how they help figure out how the pandemic's spreading and what they can do to slow it down and who's infected and proper quarantines for certain yeah. people. And this allow this basically lets those people, um, it, those people, it, it hamstrings all of them. They can't do the work that they were going to do because people are less likely to tell other people where they've been, what they've been doing, because they don't want to be prosecuted. They don't want to go to jail yeah. for you know for for being at a protest. Yeah, people people now would have to say to a government official. I'm sorry, I was at Lafayette Square exercising my constitutionally protected First Amendment <laughs> rights. In which case, like somebody might yeah. actually like say, yeah. hey, you're not allowed to do that anymore because yeah. suddenly this isn't America. The, the contact tracer just pulls out a, a fucking plexiglass shield and smacks him in the face <laughs> with it. <laughs> Jesus what Christ. What the fuck, man? Uh, yeah. Let's talk for a second about Mathis' letter. Oh, yeah. Because I think yeah. we want to talk yeah. a little bit about it. We, we touched on it on the sh yeah. on the on the uh, the live stream a, a bit. You should check the live stream out. We talk a little bit about this, but we mostly did fun stories in the live stream. So if you enjoy the fun stories that we do, check the live stream out this week because we did a couple of fun, funny stories. And so you're going to want to watch it on, on YouTube. If you're a patron, you've already listened to it because um, you get it in your in your podcast player. But if you're not a patron and you want to check it out, you can still find it on Facebook and YouTube and other places where those videos are saved. But I do want to talk about the Mattis thing because we touched on it on the on the live stream. But I want to talk, this is Mattis now. He wrote a, he wrote a message about Trump and he wrote a, Trump, a, a message about how Trump is going to handle it. This is from CNN Politics. Mattis tears into Trump, quote, we are witnessing the consequences of three years without mature leadership, end quote. And so- this is this is the former Secretary of Defense, somebody who left the the office recently. Yeah, and when he left the office, and he was scathingly critical of Trump. And like, when you've got a guy who's a career military guy who served in a Republican administration, who was the Defense Secretary, that's not somebody predisposed against your Republican president, right? Right, right, right. That's somebody who like all signs would point to that guy is on the side of the right wing, you know, the Republican side. And even that guy, even that guy's like, look, I swore a fucking oath. I swore an oath when I became a military member to protect and uphold the constitution of the United States. And like, this is, that is not what the president is doing. The president who swore the same fucking oath, swore yeah. the same fucking oath. Like they, they there, there comes a point where like the people around him, and, and I don't remember the guy's name, but there was another defect 
from the uh, uh, administration this week over the How treatment. How many have there been? You know what I mean? Like, there's been so many just since, people that have been washed out of his fucking administration. Yeah, but just this week since all them. this shit started, and he said, like, he's like, I cannot- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this yeah, too. Yeah, he's like, I cannot, in, I swore an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. I cannot, in good conscience, continue to work for this administration because it's eroding yeah. the freedoms yeah. guaranteed to the American people. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but not by much. yeah. I will say this, one thing that this may do, because this is this is a big enough name. You know, there's been a lot of pushback on Trump's, there's been a lot of pushback on how Trump acts and treats people, right? So that's, there's been pushback on that from already from former members of the administration. We saw, you know, a, a couple of these people write books criticizing Trump after they've left office. We've seen that happen, right? But that's always sort of been about Trump's personality. It's never been about, no, this is, this is about his leadership. Yeah. This is not about his personality or his interpersonal relationship with me or how he treated me or how he treated others. This is about his incompetence. And this is a highly respected person in Republican circles. This is yeah. not somebody, like you said, who is a uh, you know, a quick lefty leaning Democrat who, you know, happen to know he's a, he's a highly respected person. And one of the things that came out <laughs> recently was I saw today, there was a couple of senators, even I thought it was a Senator or, or a Congresswoman from Alaska came out and, and, and said something. Murkowski struggles to whether to support Trump reelection. Senator Lisa Murkowski, Republican from Alaska, said Thursday, she isn't sure she can support President Trump's bid for the re-election. Quote, I think right now as we are, we are all struggling to find ways to express words we need to be expressed appropriately. Questions about who we are going to vote for and who we're not going to vote for, I think are distracting at the moment, end quote. And then she said, quote, I know people think that's a dodge, but I think there are more important conversations we need to have as American people amongst ourselves about where we are right now. They're not coming out right away and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to 100% support yeah. Trump. They're saying, I, I got to think about it. Let me think about it. And these are, these are people who have enabled him yeah. for a, a long time. Yeah. And so we're, and, and there was another general. Yeah, there was another general recently who said, no, this is a bad call. We should not be sending troops out into the yeah. street. That's a terrible call. Esper. And then, yeah, so there's been other people who have come out and said, and these are generals, right? These are people who he normally respects and normally reserves, doesn't reserve bad language for that are being, that are exposing him for being a bad leader. And I think this could be something that really does push people the other way. Yeah, like, you know, but I, I, I am wondering, like, Will the states' rights people, will the like constitutional yeah. people, Where like are those people, wait, like those people have to be, you have to, you just like at some point, like it isn't, how do you go to bed at night otherwise? How do you look yeah. at yourself in the mirror and not be like, all right, I'm just fucking full of shit. I'm a shitty, yeah. shitty, hypocritical, full of shit yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people are all Charlie Brownson too, because I I saw on on Twitter one I think it was was it Gates who said now can we go after Antifa? His tweet wound up getting censored. It was it was censored as violent. Yeah. You couldn't respond yeah. to it. Can we treat I him like terrorists or whatever he said? Yeah. Should we can we treat him like terrorists now? Can we treat Antifa like yeah. terrorists? The fucking red herring that is a, the the terrorist organization of Antifa, who literally isn't even an organization. Right. It's just a bunch <laughs> of people who are like, I don't like fascists. <laughs> I, I seriously, uh -huh. where are we in this world where we think being anti-fascist is a bad thing? <laughs> I know. I it's 
we are we we could not be in a more surreal place, Cecil. We we're six months into 2020, and like the caldera is smoking, and the murder hornets are everywhere. <laughs> I mean, do you remember like us being so stupid back in 2000 and you know 12 after Obama got oh, reelected yeah, and thinking, gosh, you know this this show's not going to last forever. Eventually, people in this country are going to be rational. How far have we fallen? You could hit. You could uh, you could yeah. push me over with a stick. Push 2012 Cecil over with a stick yeah, today. I, I have never been less hopeful changed. for America. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. very true. I've never. It's very and, true. And that includes 2017. You know? Yeah. Like that includes yeah. like post inauguration when I was like, fuck. What? Yeah. yeah. But lay less hopeful. But now though. I'm just it's like, not, it's not getting ugh, better. Ugh. And now I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how many more months is it before there's just an election? And and uh, you know you even wonder if an election's even going to happen. Oh God, I it's know it's that bad. I know it's that bad. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons, Louise Freethinker two fifteen, and Hans Molman support Pennsylvania non-believers, <laughs> Mike James. One of George, one of George Soros's liver spots. <laughs> Scott, grumpy old cuss LNK, Megan, Cecil's anti-homeless fund. Thank you so much. <laughs> very much appreciate that. Andrea, thank you. And the people who up their pledges, Lewis, Max, Brandon, Carrie Boo, Darwin's Revolver, Mango Cat, El Senor Del Fuego, Jared, Jennifer, Blake, Riva, and Fat Man and Toots, thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do yeah. truly appreciate it. As we said, we've been saying for week after week after week, um, you know, jobs are up in the air at this point, and uh, and we are both uh, hanging on by a thread at our current employers. It's our it's our hope to you know keep our jobs, but we cannot be sure. And so uh, so we want to thank everybody for donating. So Tom and I, we have had up in patronage recently. So Tom and I. Uh, we would like to donate to uh, to Chicago Community Bond Fund, chicagobond.org, uh, yep. for people who have been arrested, especially during the protests and things like that. So we're going to donate $500. We encourage anybody in our audience who wants to donate to go to bond, chicagobond.org, and you can donate. Uh, we're going to donate tonight uh, $500, and uh, we hope you follow suit, But uh, because we feel like it's a, it's a worthy cause right now. It is. So we got a little bit of email. Uh, we got a message. Uh, this is from Tony, and Tony uh, was talking about Spam Musubi. And he said, I was listening to the audio live stream. You're talking about Spam. As a Pacific Islander who was raised by my grandmother who fought in World War II, Spam is dear, near and dear to my heart. Spam sushi isn't uncooked. So it's actually you fry it and then you wrap it. I'm sorry if I miss, misspoke. I It was a quick conversation we were having with Eli. So I didn't, rem or not Eli, it was Heath. And I didn't remember exactly what was said. But yeah, we talked about it on the live stream last week. Um, I've never eaten Spam before. And this upcoming weekend, I think I'm going to buy a can of Spam. And oh. we're going to film it. And uh, we will show it, I think, on one of the live streams coming up. So one of the live streams, we will take a few minutes, um, however long the video is, and uh, show everybody. Um, and we'll let you know a week ahead of time when that's going to happen. But in one of the upcoming live streams, we'll take five or 10 minutes and we will show a video of me uh, eating Spam for the first time. So that's going to be happening on one of the live streams in the next couple weeks. 
We got a message from Matthew and Matthew says, just getting around to listening to uh, to our live stream. And he says, realizing Trump listens to your show or at least the live stream, he picked your idea of blaming Antifa. <laughs> so crazy. At this point, it's so easy to predict. It's like one of those movies you sit down and you watch and, and you just say, oh, okay, this is, oh, this guy's the killer. And it's the yep. third act of the movie and there's 10 acts or whatever. <laughs> and you already know he's the killer and you just wait until the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like that. And Trump's the killer, guys. Trump is the killer. <laughs> Got a message from Matt. Uh, this is Matt number one. And he sent a message from Australia. Tom, do you want to read it? Listen, you guys talk about feeling safe around police. In Australia, we have state and federal police. There are no elected law enforcement like sheriffs or district attorneys. So there's very little political pressure at the local community level. In my state, 40 years ago, there were only three, three police officers who'd been educated beyond Seventh grade. Wow. Seventh. I have a fucking eighth grader. Like, I'm trying to imagine giving the eighth <laughs> grader a gun. Like, he finished eighth grade, actually. Oh, my God. Seventh grade. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. Um, corruption was rife. They took kids straight from school and indoctrinated them. It was like a Hollywood portrayal of your dirty cops. In the late 80s, the police force got cleaned up. Now to get in... To our police force, applicants need to be older. Nearly all have university degrees, life experience, and a previous career. As with most issues, and this is important, from unwanted pregnancy to religious extremism to racism to any other shitty human behavior, the answer is education. Of course, we still have some corruption. Easy money is still a temptation, but the difference is now as these cops are scared of getting caught and it's not institutionalized corruption. That I think is like yeah. one of the most important things that like people miss when they talk. They, you cannot talk anecdotally about systems. It's not useful. Yeah. So just never do it. Yeah. Just never do it. Yeah. You, when you when you talk about like, well, I know this person or that person, like that's anecdotal. And none of that matters when we're talking and having conversations about systems. If if somebody were making a blanket blanket claim that like. Every person who is a police officer is a bad person. That person is a fool. They shouldn't make that claim, right? Not every police officer is a bad person. I think it is reasonable to say at this point that many systems which support the police and many officers or, or, or systems which hire officers, which train officers, many of the social systems which protect officers, many of the financial and institutional systems which protect bad actors within the force, those are shit. Those are complete shit. That's all reasonable. Systems are different than anecdotal experiences. And that that that, uh, that differentiation is really important to having honest conversations. When we talk about the Catholic Church, you and I never say all priests are awful, all priests are evil. But I will say this, there sure is a hell of a lot of priests that are bad. And then there's a lot of priests that cover up for other priests. And the yeah. priests that cover up for other priests are just as bad as the priests that do the bad act. Even if Cardinal Pell never diddled a kid, he facilitated the diddling of plenty kids, right? So those yep. kids got diddled under his fucking watch. And that happens. And the same thing happens here. You might've never taken a baton to anybody in your life, but if you facilitated, if you protected it, then and you helped it happen. You helped it happen in some way. And you certainly helped it happen a second and a third and a fourth time because you could have stopped it after that first one and you didn't do it. And so you've got to, you've got to have more integrity than that. And it hurts to have integrity and you might lose your job and you might be ostracized, you know, but the problem is, is that the culture right now is, is, is proving everybody right. Prove the culture wrong. That's the thing. Yeah. So, uh, we talked a little bit about, 
uh, Spider-Man last week, Tom. And uh, this is from John. John said, uh, I have an embarrassing confession to make. I gave myself a concussion in kindergarten <laughs> testing the capes make you fly theory by jumping off a chair. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. He gave, you committed to that though, John. Like you didn't just jump off and like, oh, maybe I'll fly. No, no, no. You jumped head first off that chair yep. and that's fucking baller. <laughs> I also love how badly kids understand what makes the superhero fly. Yeah. Because I've never heard of one superhero. Yeah. Like, I've heard of a bunch of kids wearing capes and trying to jump off of buildings, but I've never heard of one superhero whose cape, cape was the it. source of the power. <laughs> the cape did it. The cape was right. the cape's fault the whole time. That's amazing. Uh, got a message from Matt. This is Matt again. Matt number one also sent another message, and he said, I cannot believe you had someone named Callie in the studio, on the show and didn't say Caliente. I, I a lost opportunity. It. I missed it. Oh, I missed Ugh. it. God damn it. Brian sent a message again. Brian told us about the 520 bridge in uh, in Seattle. And he said, I said the old 520 bridge, not the 520. <laughs> so like, I want to make sure that we say old 520 bridge. I figured people from out of Seattle wouldn't care. And the people in Seattle, um, they Would were know. too busy being beaten by the police to <laughs> respond this week. So we didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but we did want to mention it. So, And uh, I also want to post, uh, there's two images that came in. Both Ugh. of them are from Aaron. This one literally just got sent to us. It's amazing. It's an image of, uh, it's an image. And it's, it's just a, oh, Tom didn't even see it until right now. Tom just saw it right now. So it's amazing. And then the other one is that, the other one we won't laugh like that. The other one is really somber and awful. The political cartoon is very awful, but we're going to post both. They're both from Aaron. Thank you very much for sending them in. Oh my God. Next week, uh, we'll be live streaming as well. We don't know which is going to happen. If there's more, unrest in the nation we may wind up doing another yell session we don't know i don't know but if uh, if it's if it's still covid um we may wind up doing a uh, uh, funny stories we're not sure what's happening next week but come back yeah. watch which us on tragedy yeah. <laughs> we're not sure which tragedy we're going to cover or which tragedy we're going to avoid but you're going to want to want not going to want to miss it folks and you're also going to want to come back for our live stream next week we're doing it uh at uh, 9 p.m. central on youtube facebook and all the other places uh, and like i said in a couple of weeks we're going to be doing that spam thing so pay attention to the uh to the uh, live streams because we're going to be playing a spam video in a couple of weeks that'll be fun so uh Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, but we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.